Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Abisay Bayisa and Rachel Pierce. Hey, Rachel, I've got um, a criminal history question, uh, and I wanted to talk with you about it because I think it like hits on all kinds of the tricky parts of, of criminal history, which is, you know, career offender and single sentence and revocation. Mm-hmm. So the situation is this. Um, the defendant has two prior sentences. They were treated as a single sentence. Mm-hmm. Originally, they were too old to count for criminal history purposes. Mm-hmm. But the defendant um, was on probation, and the probation was revoked, mm-hmm. and this revocation sentence that was imposed um, now, because of how we treat revocations and priors, that revocation has brought the two prior sentences treated as a single sentence into our current 15-year time frame. Mm-hmm. And these, this prior, right, uh, could be a predicate um, because it meets the definition of a crime of violence. But I think the question is, does this predicate, can it be used for career offender purposes um, now because of the revocation? Mm-hmm. So I think initially folks think, okay, it was too old, so it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be used as a predicate for career offender. But let's back up and talk about the rule that deals with revocations, which is at 4A1.2K. Of course, application 11 goes on to talk a little bit more about that. Um, But the general rule, and I think where we need to focus here, is that you add whatever time that's imposed upon revocation to the original sentence. Um, In this case, it was two priors that were treated as a single sentence. So you're just, you're treating them as a single sentence. So whatever revocation time is just added to whatever time was imposed on that original single sentence. Yes, and let me just back up because, you know, when I was talking to, I called the the probation officer back to get more information. And I think initially, again, there was sort of this question about like, well, if I had two prior sentences and they were treated as a single sentence, but now I've got a revocation, does that revocation not affect both? Like, can I treat them now as two sentences? And that's, I, I mean, that question I knew the answer to, and I said, no, right. it's a single sentence. Right. And so you don't have two predicates. You have excellent point. one. Excellent point. And that's, you know, this whole notion that guideline application sort of builds upon itself. And so you make this determination of what is a single sentence at 4A1.1 and 4A1.2. Right. And then, of course, you take that and carry it forward into 4B, which is where you find all your career offender application discussion. Got it. Right. So if it's a single sentence at 4A, then it's going to stay a single sentence for 4B. So it's one predicate, one if you predicate. will. One predicate, right. if you will. Um, so so I, I got that right, but, you know... <laughs> But now it's the, the revocation and how that works with, like, career offender. Right. So, of course, you have to, you have to assume that the defendant has another prior that would, right. so that we'd have the, the two the requisite right. predicates for career offender. Um, but what the revocation does is it, it, just like for a defendant who isn't even looking at career offender, revocation time added on can bring in a sentence that is originally too old to count. And so you would score it for criminal history and you would also look at it as a potential predicate for career offender. So it's sort of a, it's not a double whammy, but it's just again, carrying through guideline application. If the revocation brings it into the time frame, 
not only does it count for criminal history, but it also potentially could be a predicate for a career offender. Right. And I mean, you know, we know that for career offender purposes, your predicates not only have to meet, you know, the definition right. of what is a drug offense or what is a crime of violence, mm -hmm. you also have to have convictions that are counted separately. Right. Under 4A1.2, 4A1.1A, .1, uh, B, or C. Right. Right. And so I think what people miss sometimes is, you know, that revocation can take. A, a conviction that would have been a zero because exactly. it timed out. Exactly. Right? And if you got two years on your revocation, you go from zero points to three points right. to a career offender exactly. predicate. Exactly. And that's why, you know, it's really important acknowledging that you know, state court records not always clear, but it's really important to like drill down mm -hmm. on dates. Right. Make sure you you understood what was a single and what was a separate sentence. Mm -hmm. um, I know we spent a lot of time talking about that, but it is so important because for this particular defendant, you know, career offender could mean and I'll have to call back and get the details, but a huge increase um, in his guideline range. And exactly. so it's really important that we look at revocations really carefully because it is it's like that sleeper thing where. If you just looked at the offense of conviction and mm -hmm. the date of the sentence, mm -hmm. and your first instinct is, oh, that was in the 90s, exactly. it's too old. Exactly. And you haven't done your research to see if there is a revocation that could possibly bring it into the time frame, mm -hmm. you know, that's a really unpleasant surprise exactly. um, when you get to the PSR. Especially if it implicates career offender. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a really good question. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk, today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive and is not binding upon the commission, the court, or the parties in any case.